Welcome to the Previously Rock Hounding podcast, where we explore rock hounding of ye olden days from the 1970s to the 1980s through the lens of Rocks and Gems magazine. This is going to be episode zero, where we just discuss the very concept of this. I'm your co-host, Jared of CurrentlyRockHounding.com and the YouTube channel Currently Rock Hounding, where it's not the mid-80s. And I'm Sarah, also on that channel sometimes. It's also not the mid-80s for Sarah as well. True. <laughs> um, and we're here with our four-legged co-host, like a, the Wonder Cat. She's not actually a cat. But I'm not shh. Well, so the very idea of the podcast is to be able to look back through a huge stack of Rocks and Gems magazine, and every single week or so, whenever we feel like it, we can upload a podcast where we're going to pick up a magazine, pull it out of the stack, I'm going to read it, Sarah's going to read it, and we can come together and discuss it and maybe have some insight into what this stuff was like 45 years ago. 45, yeah. That much, 45, <laughs> more than 40, yeah. Yeah, 40. Long time ago. Yeah, I mean, uh, we haven't looked at any of these magazines. So pretty much, I purchased about 55 magazines off of eBay. And uh, it ranges from 1975 to 1984 um, with some missing issues. But I think... Uh, it's a good representation. There's at least a couple for every year. Yeah. I, I think that stuff hasn't changed that much in the way of going rock hounding. Uh, but I think as far as lapidary goes, things have changed a lot. Mostly like what's popular. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be... I don't know. I was... What kind of trends do you think you would see now versus then? I mean... I think as far as rock hounding goes... I think, I mean, the, the whole concept of, like, having a, a vehicle, having an old truck, and driving out into the desert or wherever, and going rock hounding and kind of having a trip report and all of that is going to probably be the same. But yeah. with the lapidary stuff, like, things like turquoise. Turquoise used to be really big, and, like, that kind of jewelry and some of that stuff is less in fashion because, I mean... Part of lapidary is making stuff that's going to be hot and sell, right? And wouldn't that trend change from the 70s to... What do you think is in fashion now? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> um, People still I, make turquoise. People still... I have in my mind, like, when I picture stuff from the 70s, it being more, like, uh, more like costume jewelry, maybe? More, like, gaudy, more... Yeah. I mean, I might be totally wrong. I, mean, I don't know. Is just rock, gem, jewelry less popular? Was it more popular? I think I'm, I'm going to say it was more popular, although you wouldn't know it based upon the amount of social media out there today where people are, like, showing the cabs and stuff that they make. But even from my own, like, kind of polls, loose polls on the YouTube channel... Like, 90% of the people that make cabs make them and put them in a box, and that's it. Yeah. Like, they never actually become jewelry. 
Uh, so you think people used to make more jewelry with whole calves? I think so. I think that I think that that was definitely the case. I certainly see a trend nowadays of more people just having big cut and polished specimens. Not, and that might be I might be biased because that's what I do. So I see more of it, but I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, I'm interested to see what. When we look at the huge 55 magazines, is it going to be a lot of like really similar stuff? Or is it going to lean towards like beginner projects or advanced projects? How much equipment are they assuming everybody has? That's a good question. Because if hey. you're like, here's a faceting, I know they do. Well, some I mean, any, any way we spin it, it is going to be like what they thought was popular at that time. Popular enough to put it in a magazine to sell. Yeah. So we can just assume that the editors of Rocks and Gems magazine in the 70s and 80s were had their finger on the pulse of what was popular, probably. Probably. I mean, I would like to, th <laughs> I would like to think so. I don't know, but... Is Rock and Gem magazine a popular magazine? Back then, I think it was the primary way that people kind of... Like got information. got information. It was like the real other than a rock club and like a newsletter. You yeah. had that magazine. That was like the big thing. So uh, I, I feel like that's. I wish I knew more about the magazine. I just we will any, no. But <laughs> if anyone knows the history of it, they could be famous writing a Wikipedia article because there's no Wikipedia article for Rock and Gem magazine, which. I found to be very surprising. Also, their website, they don't have like a history. So, I know, are we looking at the beginning in the step? No, was it around in the early 70s? I don't actually know. We'll, we could try to find the, the earliest issue possible and talk about it in the next episode. But uh, one thing that I am curious to see is the ads. Okay. Now, I'm just assuming that there's going to be a bunch of ads in these magazines. Um, I have looked at some old issues of Popular Mechanics, which I think that has all kinds of cool ads for like kits and weird machines and just different things. So I think that there's also going to be ads for like cool vintage equipment in these. Um, I guess at the time it'd be current equipment. Yes. <laughs> vintage yeah, today. They'll have ads for vintage equipment. Will they have like kits for making your own equipment i i, I they think they have instructions in the magazine for making your own equipment? i have no idea i'm under the assumption that both of those things did exist in these magazines mm -hmm. like both kind of like plans on how to make your own rock tumbler or like you could send away for plans that's what we should do send away if there's anything where it's like uh send put a dot put a, a self-addressed stamped envelope and one dollar uh, we should send it to the address. Here's your $100 bill we adjusted for inflation. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will just get... We'll see what kind of rock hounding reports they put in there and whether they're telling people to go to public lands to find stuff, like places that are known rock hounding spots. Is Would you think there's going to be anything around here in Washington? Definitely. Mentions? Definitely. I feel, I, th I think that it would be nice to have the perspective of a place like 
Little Glass Butte in Oregon, Red Top here in Washington, and see maybe some trip reports and some what they th were thought about these rock hunting locations 40-ish years ago. Uh, you know, there's the whole like idea that we're running out of locations, we're running out of material. So it'll be neat to read some of these and then look them up in modern day times and be like, oh, you know, they, they were saying that the material is running out 45 years ago. And then here we are today and people are still going out and doing, oh. you know, hitting the spot. I wonder if there's like a letter to the editor, like opinion section in it, mm. where people write in, they'll be like, no, you told my favorite spot, it's <laughs> going to be ruined. Or like, in 1978, June, you reported on this spot. Well, I went out there yesterday, and it was trashed. Thanks, Rock and Gem Magazine, ruining this hobby. I don't That's think they would print that letter. They probably I wonder how much hate mail they got. I don't know. I've gotten a decent amount. Right. So they must have gotten some. I, I, I think, hmm, I know that there used to be like some newsletters that people could write into and they would write in and ask for advice. So I wonder if there's any advice columns in hmm. these. Yeah. I would love to read like the advice being given out back then. And I'm sure at least... There's going to be a couple articles on, like, are you new to rock hounding, the basics, advice, stuff like that. I don't think that's going to be different at all. I think the advice for somebody that's new back in the 70s would pretty much be the same as today, except today would be, like, GPS. Yeah, do you think it's going to be good advice? I mean, if the advice is like bring water when you're going to the desert and never leave home without your rock hammer and, you know, uh, I mean, like, like bring a milk crate to put your fines in, that type of like standard yeah. advice, like sure, like that's kind of timeless. Yeah. I mean. Sometimes advice is like go check out your local rock club. They know all the secrets. And then there's no further advice on what to do once you get to the rock club. Or, I don't know, make sure you're not on private land. But, like, that would have been really hard in the 70s. It would have. You would be like, you. What? I mean, what would you do? You'd go down to the county assessor's office and ask, what, just to, like, look at some plot maps? I don't know, yeah. I mean, I think that would be Hope your... there's signs up and be like, I don't know. There wasn't a sign. Yeah, stick to na stick to forest service yeah. lands like national forest. Have maps. Have printed maps. Yeah, and just maps. assume that private property owners would be like fencing and no putting one. signs up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if that their trip reports will have getting their directions and maps or anything. I would assume, I mean, if they're trying to promote a spot, like you'd want to at least put like a range in township. No, no. Are they gonna are they promoting a spot like to go to it or just being like this exists? I don't know. Look at our cool trip we had. We'll find out, I guess, over yeah. the next year of podcasting. Mm-hmm. And reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it, it it should I hope to make my way through the issues in come away from it with some insight into what people were doing 45 years ago. Because the reality is, even if you were rock hounding in the mid-70s, 
Like, you've probably forgotten what it's like Yeah. at this point. And you're certainly not conveying that information in the form of a podcast or a YouTube channel, probably. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I definitely want that perspective. So. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Well, I think we can probably wrap up episode zero of the previously Rock County podcast. See you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Come back next week and we will have episode number one for you. And it'll be good.